a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. And I'm Nat Kringudis. Here we are with another episode of The Wellness Collective podcast. We're here in our comfy, luxurious, let's paint the scene. It's very warm, but, you know, just a good temperature. We've got the essential oils on over there. Got our I comfy think... purple cushions to sit on. <laughs> Channeling Byron Bay again. <laughs> I think I'm about to fall asleep. No, no, well, you can't fall asleep because that's not what we're here for. We are here to talk about something that I find astonishing. Mind you, that doesn't take much because I find most of the things we talk about astonishing. Where have I been all my life? Mm-hmm. Superfoods. I know, right? You can't sleep through that. No, I know that. Before we jump to superfoods, I think it's important if people have other topics that they'd like us to cover. Well, that's true because this was one of my ideas yes. and we don't want it to all be about the it's things I don't know. It's not all about you, Cecilia Ramsdale. <laughs> there it's are not all about things you. I don't know. <laughs> if you would like to uh, drop us a line and, and give us a clue of, you know, someone whose story is amazing that we don't know and you'd like us to share or, you know, a subject. We were talking before about hormones and um, what was the one you were talking about? How, what... You were what, asking me to recall something from the past? Yeah, sorry. No. Something that you hormones are missing? How do you oh, know? the one thing. The yeah. one thing that y- your hormones need. Mm, okay, yes. we'll see. That sounds good. We'll do that. Yeah, just one thing. We want to keep it simple. Yeah. We want lots of information. Okay, so yeah. if you would like to get in touch, drop us a line, info at natkringudis.com. That's how you get on yeah, to we us. We like that. We want it to be all about you and, you know, also we want to include our favourite people. We want research, top experts from around the world. That's what it's all about. Around the world. So now you can then now start to talk about superfoods. <sighs> You're getting a bit excited there for a second. I was. Well, everybody's <laughs> ears have pricked up because they're like, yeah, I need to know about my kale smoothie. Well, and do they? The right thing. I think maybe it sends some people to sleep and other people are like, oh yeah, I'd really want to know more about that. Well, the thing is about superfoods is that it's like this term that has evolved from somewhere. I don't know where it came from recently, but as we are going to find out today with our amazing guest, it, it, some things are super without you maybe not well, even knowing. We are here for the people. Mm. <laughs> Our guest, Sam Gowing, is a good friend of mine. Yes. She is very well respected in her, her career as a chef. She's an author. She is very well educated. Perfect person to talk about she these things. She has a master's in gastronomic tourism. What is that? I don't know. That's <laughs> going around the place and looking for the superfoods. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, well, good on you. I met Sam years ago yep. at an event and we instantly hit it off. But what I loved most about Sam mm-hmm. is her philosophy of food as medicine uh-huh. and her understanding, yep. specifically for me, of yep. using... Chinese medicine dietary principles for better health. You know, the stuff that you can actually apply to your plate every day. Oh, okay. Mm. But we were keen to chat with her about what actually makes food super because (laughs) that word is thrown about all of the time. Well, the reason that I thought we should talk about superfoods, though, is because it's just one of those buzz things. And really, you know, up until a couple of months ago, I hadn't really thought about them because, you know, I don't know what maca powder is or... Uh, Many of the other superfoods. or 
any of these sort of things, but I realise now that it's not just that kind of stuff that you buy from the health food store, really, is it? No. I think what Sam went and did, my understanding is that there were many foods that she looked into that were classified superfoods, mm. but didn't actually turn out to be that super at all. And one of the most interesting that we will learn about is kale. Yes, because that's, well, this is the other thing about superfoods. There seems to be this, like the the buzz one, the, the one that's the it superfood for now, and then it gets pushed out of the way and the next one comes along. So there was quinoa and then there was chia and then there was kale. And even things like acai. Do you yeah, know I don't is? even know what that is. Like that falls into the maca, you know, <laughs> where does it come from? What does it do? Acai is a berry. Yes. And I, it's from mm, somewhere over that other side of the world. <laughs> is that one of the Nepalese? Yeah, I don't is even know actually. Berry? I don't well, know. I don't know. I know that they, it, they tend to make it in abundance or grow it, I should say, in abundance in some of those regions. I think like even places like Hawaii. I could be really wrong here. <laughs> I don't actually know much luckily about Luckily, we've say. got our expert. Yeah. yeah, so luckily we do. Well, I'm not a nutritionist. So, well, no, but this is the whole point of the Wellness Collective, right? Yeah. We bring in people to talk to, to us about this stuff because it's interesting and we want to learn more about it. First and foremost, I wanted to know, and I know you did too, so we were like, okay, what makes food super? Sure. Okay, so from a research perspective, and this is what I, I created, a, a mini thesis, a small thesis around the submission of, for my master's, a research paper, and we look at the powerhouse, or what is the actual nutrient density of food, and where does that rate? So, for example, that particular food might have 18% iron bioavailable or perhaps it might have 95% riboflavin or other vitamin B groups or the folate's high or the vitamin C is very rich or vitamin K so we don't look at the copper and manganese and all of those things we look at the macronutrients and how do they rate and this is really the bone of contention because not all of the superfoods that we now use perhaps that are coming out of packets actually have a really strong macronutrient density or a high powerhouse some fruit and vegetables. So macronutrients, is that what you measure in your superfoods? What are they? So micronutrients meaning small, macronutrients meaning big. So when you break something down into, you know, does it have vitamin A, vitamin B, C, D, whatever, that's considered a micronutrient. But when we're talking about macro, we're talking about things like carbohydrate, protein, uh-huh. and, and the bigger the bigger picture. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So she's saying we're not interested in the small bits. We're not interested in the specifics. Oh, okay. We're interested in it as a, as a whole and how it behaves. Right. So all the parts of it combined make it its superness. That's right. Or give it its superness, Absolutely. I should say. So it's interesting too that she brings up whole foods versus packet foods. So I guess more processed stuff. Because I think, does there seem to be a culture where people go, I'll just sprinkle a bit of this that I've bought from the health food store on my muesli and then I'm done? Probably, yes. I think the more processed something is, the less nutrients it has in it. And we've got to come back to whole foods because they are what nourish our body. As a sometimes food, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yep. But if we're eating that every day, our body starts to miss out on those micro and macronutrients that it needs <laughs> as building blocks to, to make our body thrive. So she came up with a list of superfoods, didn't she? And we were quite surprised about what the number one superfood is. Not sure how often you eat it. And in the research that I did, I can assure you that our friend the kale was midway down 
of 43 foods that were tested for their highest um, possible nutrient density. And you know what the number one is? I may have told you in the past. The number one superfood or nutrient-dense powerhouse food of the fruit and vegetable kingdom of all that were tested in the study that I followed is watercress. Watercress. How often are you eating watercress? No, I can't remember the last time. Mm. And in fact, I have this horrible memory of, of um, a friend of my parents who doesn't eat very much making watercress soup for them and then just going, it didn't taste like anything. Oh, <laughs> I'm I sure think... it was nutrient-dense, though. Well, obviously it was. Yeah, who knew? She listed a few other really nutrient-dense things. But they sounded yummy. Like? So watercress, Chinese cabbage, chard, beets... Spinach, chicory, leaf lettuce, parsley, romaine lettuce, collard greens, turnips, mustard. Kale doesn't even come into it for a while. Although I must say kale is the highest of the of the other brassica casey. But if you and I look at our Chinese vegetables that we love so much and talk a lot about, obviously, in our Chinese medicine, they're the ones that really hold the keys. They're so dense from a nutrient perspective. And, of course, shiitake mushrooms and a whole bunch of other foods. So my, my resolution in the paper that I submitted was... It was titled, Who Makes the Superfood Super? So I looked at the retail uh, pathways and, of course, I looked at who hashtags it, you know. Something like coconut water just isn't a superfood. It just doesn't have enough bioavailability of nutrients. Its primary objective is as as a hydrator. Coconut water is just a hydrator? Well... I've never had it, but... You've never had coconut water? Well, not on its own. I don't really love the taste of coconut, though, so it doesn't spring to mind that I would go... Oh, it doesn't really taste like coconut. Yum, 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 But it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like water. I don't know. People are probably (laughs) just going, what what is wrong with you? I'm going to bring you a case. Okay. I have one, it'd be fine. I have plenty. But what she says about that is interesting, that it's about marketing, you Mm. know, and these things appear on our shelves and in our psyche and they're everywhere and they're like, you've got to try this, it's the new thing, it's super, but then what do you trust? Exactly. Well, I don't know. I just think that any food in its right state, to me, Mm. has a superpower. (laughs) whether or not it's deemed superfood or not, because I know we're going to keep on talking about specific foods, but there are so many foods from a Chinese medicine perspective that aren't considered super that might even be on the or on the off list. Does that make sense? (laughs) Might be on the out list. (laughs) But I would use them for medicinal purposes, even though they're not considered a superfood. For example, oats. They're very bland. They're great for um, people with tummy upset. They're really good if you're sick. If you cook it, it becomes very, you know, glutinous, yep. but there's healing properties in that too. Mm. I only say healing, we use the word very loosely, but there's properties in that that help us with recovery as well. Does it make it super? Mm, not really sure. I think that's Sam's point though, right? That, you know, you've got to go back to basics. And we I sometimes think we forget that for thousands of years, humans have been dealing with illness and conditions and stuff. It's not a modern phenomenon, is it? And so they had these ways of dealing with things and combinations. And I guess your Chinese medicine background would tell you all of that stuff. So she talks about combinations of foods that are really powerful as well. All the foods in the world have super magic powers. And probably the most important thing I've learned in the last five years is food synergy. It's not the individual ingredients, it's the sum of the greater parts. So tomato and basil as a companion plant also has incredible healing properties 
when they're combined together. And so many other foods, even in again in our Chinese food, beef and black bean is a classic Cantonese dish and it's enriched with so much iron from the black beans as well as the beef. Now, I'm glad she pointed that one out because remember when beef and black bean was like the Chinese dish you would order? And again, it's a fad. I don't think it's... That's not the popular trendy thing to buy at the Chinese restaurant at the moment. I'm pretty sure most people ordering beef and black bean are doing it for the taste, not for the therapeutic <laughs> value of the food. Well, there you go. They're getting a, a secondary uh, benefit that they didn't even know about. So one of the things that I think is such a fad at the moment, and Sam had something to say about that, was avocado. We don't just need to add avocados, and avocados are great, but, you know, the whole smashed avocado revolution has just gone crazy. It used to be called avocado on toast, and it was really exotic. <laughs> so funny. It was once called avocado on toast. And everybody still loved it. And, and they have to be smashed. No. Oh, all this talk of food is making me feel a bit hungry. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back... We're going to look at what else we can use these superfoods for. Let's get back into our chat with Sam Gowing about superfoods. They are pretty super. Do you know what else I love is that, you know, looking at food as medicine Mm. and, you know, you're right, we're talking about fads. We do go through fads. Maca has been another one of those. Yes, I mentioned that before. I still don't know what it is. So... The funny thing about maca, maca is actually what I personally would consider a superfood. Mm. It's called an adaptin, which means that it adapts or helps your body adapt to what it needs. So it works on your thyroid and if your thyroid is not functioning properly as in it's underactive, it helps to make it more active. But if it's overactive, it helps to calm it down. Ooh, tricky maca. That to me is a superfood. Yeah, that is a superfood. Okay, so but one of the things that I love about these superfoods that they can be hiding in plain sight, and I mean something like tea. Now, I drink lots of cups of tea in a day and, yes, it hydrates you and, oh, it's got caffeine, but, you know, there's good, there's bad, whatever. But it's actually a superfood. Tea in particular and green tea in particular for me because I've been uh, consuming that at a rate of knots for a long time and I teach Japanese cuisine. So green tea contains natural polyphenols, which are a powerful group of antioxidants and they're known as the catechins and their job is to scavenge the pro-oxidants or the free radicals. So that antioxidant boosting and activity that we talk about on a regular basis occurs like that. We have free radical scavengers in some ingredients, such as the tea or green tea in this case, and they gobble up all the free radical damage within the cells. To an extent, of course, maybe not all of it, but they help to absorb and and, um, arrest and destroy the free radical. Sam goes on and she mentions some really amazing superfoods like seaweed. Seaweed's probably my number one powerhouse food and that is because it can detoxify anything it goes near. So it can boost the mineral content of everything that you cook it with and even if you're having it in the Japanese style where it's just been rehydrated and it's obviously not coming from Fukushima, then it's an absolute powerhouse because of its nutrient-dense activity. I think it's fabulous. I mean, I'd never, ever considered seaweed adding it to my spaghetti bolognese. But after speaking to Sam, I did. I did actually do that. I you went make and bought me laugh. a bag of seaweed from our farmer's market. You make me laugh. And everyone, I couldn't quite work out how to not make it like really goopy for a while there because it goes really slimy when you put it in water. <laughs> 
So there's some art to uh, looking at how you get your superfoods into your food. Yes. It's it's great, though. It's made me feel, I don't know, a little uh, bit more enlightened about, mm-hmm. about the things that I've been eating and how I've been doing an okay job and maybe I thought I wasn't. Yes, you can be kinder to yourself there. Yeah. I never thought about the combinations of foods, though, and how putting things together can actually, they can, you know, work together in tandem to... Food synergy, I think you're referring uh, to. Yes, exactly. It's actually interesting. It's very much a Chinese medicine principle. Mm -hmm. We place a lot of emphasis on the combination of foods and how one food on its own is very different to the combination of foods together. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but, yeah, I know on Sam's website she does talk about food synergy and how to, you know, get a combined effect for a greater... What she says is here, um, how to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of the individual components that we eat each day. Okay. It sounds like a mathematic equation, it doesn't does, it? It does, doesn't it? So if I add a garlic plus a no, ginger... Well, well, yes. Equals. Correct. What she, I asked her for her favourites. Healthy cells. Her favourites were mm-hmm. gamazio, which is a sea vegetable, yep. and then combining that with river salt and sesame seeds. I don't know why, because they're all rich in minerals and they just boost, boost each other's properties, okay, basically. Okay, so maybe you make like a little dukkha kind of maybe. You know, yes. salt thing and add it yes. to your potatoes or your yeah. salad. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Um, she also said another combination that she loved was fermented soy and she said definitely not fresh soy it has to be fermented yep and with tempeh there is a link on how the two of those things are considered boosting of each other's properties okay i don't know exactly either i don't know what tempeh is tempeh is fermented soy Okay. Basically, and she's suggesting that we combine that with brassica veggies like um, oh, okay, like spinach and broccoli. And I think that kind even of... like Brussels sprouts. Oh yes, yum yes. yum. Cabbages, those sorts of things. Oh, yes, I can't go wrong. So that's a, that's a winning combo, according mm-hmm. to Sam. And then the other thing she says is beets and mung bean sprouts. They are cleansing for the liver, liver cooling, and blood purifying. Sweet. But I would say on its own, maybe a beetroot is only blood purifying, and bean sprouts on their own are. Liver cleansing, but then when you combine them, you get this liver cooling element. You get this bibbity bobbity yeah. boom. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I love it. it because yeah. it, it, what it is, too, is it's giving us this idea that recipes are medicine. Well, absolutely. Isn't That's that, the whole point. Like, it's so Chinese medicine, though. Like, yeah. When you eat in, in traditional, in the traditional sense in China, yep. you know, if you're sick, you eat, let's say, mm-hmm. their version of chicken soup. Now, we eat, we do that now, but we don't really know why we do it. There is all sorts of immune-boosting properties, and it's like after childbirth, um, you would prescribe ham hock soup. It helps with breast milk. So they've, you know, oh, blood, anything right. that's a blood tonic is going to boost breast milk. So everything is very well thought out, whereas in the West, we kind of, like I said, we eat to fill a gap. We eat because it's time. We don't necess- yes. We don't look at our plate and go, well, I'm ticking off six boxes here right now. <laughs> We're just like, yes, hungry, time to eat, mm. and you woof it down. Yep. So I think we could probably not only know that, you know, certain foods have various components to them, but actually look at how it's ticking boxes when it comes to our health as well. I uh, am just going to go home and have a look at the cupboard, I think. Go home and get some gamazio. You know what I like? What do you like? Cacao powder. Oh, I'm into that. Are you? You can pretend that it's chocolate. Yeah, you can pretend it's chocolate. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's much better for you yeah, than chocolate. Yeah, to- totally. Mm, See? Yep. Got to find the little hacks. It's really, you know what, it's actually really good for, um, I think, blood pressure and it's kind of high in protein. 
Oh, who knew? Who knew? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Wellness Collective podcast. It's been a really, really informative one. I hope you had a pen and paper handy for this one. Mm. Jot down some notes mm. for next time you go to the health food store. Yes, Sam's got all the goods. Yeah, and uh, if you want to find out more about Sam Gowing, what's her website? Her website is foodhealthwealth.com. Lovely. We'll catch you next time for more, helping you to be happier, healthier and better. Thank you.